Welcome everyone to the next episode, our guest for April. You are in the right place. Do not adjust your channel. I am so excited because as you know, from the first podcast for April, Sexual Assault Awareness Month is a month of April, but so many other things to be highlighted, autism awareness, Gold Star Spouses Month or Gold Star Spouses Day. But I have an incredible special guest for you guys for this month, and I'm so excited to introduce her. So everyone out there in the listening world, please give it up for Miss Althea Williams. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm so honored to be here on your platform. Thank you for having me. Thank you for doing this. Uh, The honor is mine as I have been following your platform, She Vets It, and I cannot wait to introduce our audience to what you're doing. Another fellow veteran doing amazing things for other veterans in our community. So I'm very excited for us to have a conversation and then for our audience to get to know you and support you. So Let's start off with the title because I went to your website and I actually love Chief Influence Officer. How did you come up with that? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, today using social media, when you have a platform, people label you as an influencer. Well, I really didn't think I was an influencer. I was just trying to do things just to kind of support women veterans. And so... I guess you could say that I've had different people say, hey, Althea, you know what? Your superpower is you are a connector. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, wow, okay. I don't look at myself as a CEO of Chivetsa. I just look at myself as a chief influence officer. And so an influencer has, I guess they are able to add credibility to what it is that they want market to focus on. And so for me, I support women veterans and I'm always looking to vet organizations and programs and resources that support veterans. So I guess when people hear about organization that's on my platform, they're probably like, oh, you know what? Since it's on her platform, we're going to consider them and probably listen to what their program's about and find out more. So I think that's the, the influence part. So I just consider myself a chief influence officer and in making sure that I bridge the gap between veterans and veteran organizations. That's amazing. I love it. And so necessary in this space, especially for a lot of the advocacy work, people that are out here trying to advocate for veterans for so many different things. So I love it. The connector. I'm I'm definitely excited about that part too. Just getting to be in the space with you and connect with you and possibly, you know, connect other entities together. So she vets it in Glass Soldiers. I, I see it coming. It's coming. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So um, it. it says on your site as well that you went to Germany, that you were stationed there. Where were you in Germany? I was actually stationed in Ansbach. Um, It's not far, probably 30 minutes from Nuremberg, maybe an hour and a half, two hours from Munich, and maybe three hours from Frankfurt. Okay. And I I was there for actually three years. Awesome. What was uh, your best experience being in Germany? Oh, my goodness. What I loved about Germany was the fact that we were close to so many other European countries. 
Mm. I could go to Paris over the weekend or I could go to Czech Republic or I could go to Italy. It was nothing to jump in the car and go to another country on any given weekend or a four day or three way, three day weekend. Right. I got to spend a little bit of time in Germany. We were in Mannheim. Okay. So, and I love that you and I have the same experience. Like, I love the fact that we were able to go to like Belgium and go over to the Czech Republic. So were you in Germany before they switched over to the Euro? Were you there when we had, they had marks? Oh, no, I, you know, I just left Germany in 2017. Oh, okay. So relatively not long ago. So yeah, (laughs) yes, they have the Euro. (laughs) I went over there right as they were making the transition. So I was able to kind of like, I was able to get away with a lot of stuff and buy a lot of crystal and go over to the Czech Republic and get a lot of stuff because they were still using marks over there. It was like right, wow. right after 9-11 before they switched over. So it was still a lot of, of that going on. Was it a culture shock for you or did you kind of roll with um, the flow when you got over there? Well, what happened was I had just came back from Afghanistan. I was there for nine months. And then right when I got back, I was already on orders to go to Germany. So being in the military, you just learn how to be flexible. Right. You know, and also during my college years before the military, I studied abroad in Japan. Wow. And I've, you know, did some student work in Mexico. So for me, I always was like um, open to different cultures. And every time I go to a different country, I always study about the culture and find out the the do's, the don'ts. And I always I just love and admire other cultures, people from different backgrounds. I just, I just love people. I love the fact that I was able to learn a new language. And so I look forward to it on the weekend to just go out there and, okay, I'm going to go and order this and I'm going to say it just in German. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I watched a lot of Sesame Street while I was there so that I could learn German. That was how I, I learned the German language was just by watching Sesame Street with my kids. So I always tell people when they go to another country, if you get an opportunity to figure out the local channels, watch Sesame Street, because at the very least, you'll learn your numbers, you'll learn your colors. (laughs) Yes, yes. And I would say to just get out there. The only thing I used to get upset is like, I'll work hard trying to learn a certain look how to say, can I have or I'll learn how to order my food and then while I'm struggling in German, they'll just say it to me in English. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, really? Like, you know, I'm trying this. Right. (laughs) I think they appreciate though when someone tries, you know, not just always assuming that they speak English, but at least trying. And I think that like, that's the key was just like trying to speak the language. And then they, yeah, I'm with you. It was the same experience. Like I would butcher it, but I think they really appreciate when people can appreciate their language and their culture and at least try it, regardless if you just tear it up, which I didn't have the tongue. I don't have the throat for German language, but but that was it. So going back to She Vets It, tell me a little bit more about the business side of She Vets It and, you know, you send your connector. What about the business side of She Vets It uh, do people need to know that you offer? Yes, it's more of a, like a podcast series, a speaker series. Every week I have different guest speakers that come on and talk about various topics from 
business, mental health and wellness, getting into the film industry, the TV industry, anything from transitioning into a career, bringing in different guest speakers that can kind of help our veterans transition into that career. Because what I find is that when veterans are getting out the military, it's that transition period that can be rough for us. And I would say when you find your purpose outside the military, I think we our challenges, even if we have mental health challenges, when you find your purpose, I think it helps you to really kind of balance that a little more. You know, when you know it's just when you don't have your purpose and then you're dealing with mental health, it, it makes it even harder. So I like to bring in different speakers that talk about career opportunities in various fields, like I said, the entertainment industry, or it could be in any industry, any organization that are looking to hire veterans. Uh, so that's pretty much what I do. And then I have, you know, I'm coming out with apparel, she vets it. And it's more of a movement to have women veterans wear and be proud to say that they are veterans because so many times we don't self-identify as veterans and you right. go to the VA and you got the guys with the hat. Yeah. You know, you gonna know you gonna know when the males are veterans. <laughs> yes. Yes. And listen, I wear my hat when I travel. I wear my hat with my husband. I can't tell you how many times during um, Veterans Day, Memorial Day, my husband, you know, has his hat on. I have mm-hmm. had people look at me with my hat on and still thank my husband for his service. It okay. Is- <laughs> yes. So that's why the t- the shirt says she vets it. Right. And so I'm going to actually have it released on Women's Veterans Day, which is June 12th. And so it will be, I'll have pre-orders so people can order that. But it's where you can wear it when you go to the VA or you go anywhere on June 12th Mm -hmm. when celebrating Women's Veterans Day or any patriotic event. It's it's going to be more stylish where you can wear it with a blazer. You can wear it when you're out and about, maybe with some blue jeans or maybe a nice little skirt. So it's just to let them know she vets it. Like, yes, I'm the vet. (laughs) Awesome. I'm going to get mine for sure. Yay. Okay. (laughs) Your social media talks about a a lot about your connections and everything that you've made. What is the best part about connecting veterans to other organizations and the relationships you've built? What has it taught you in the space of connecting veterans? I say what I've learned and actually what I've learned along the way is community is so important to us veterans, especially if you're dealing with mental health. Mm -hmm. And so when you're connecting people, sometimes people just need to have the right connections to lead them to their purpose. Mm -hmm. And I've seen people are now collaborating with each other. That was on my platform. They're now doing business together. or They're now doing things together that they wouldn't have been doing had they not been part of the platform. And so to see that and see people operating in their purpose, or maybe someone who messaged me or sent me an inbox and say, Hey, I wanted to take my life. I I was in a dark place, but you know, I, I joined your space or maybe something I said that was encouraging, or maybe something that one of my speakers said that was encouraging because I'm not a therapist. So I don't, you know, give any recommendations of anything, but I do bring in people that have that background that can talk on those topics. And so not only is it helping them, but it's helping me along the process. So this community is knowing that it's making a difference is, is what's valuable to me. That's awesome. That's amazing. 
And speaking of community, you um, know that like Glass Soldier, our organization is centered around us eliminating sexual assault from the military in all branches. So being that April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month, I know on your website, you offer a lot of different resources, um, especially when it comes to mental health. In regards to military sexual assault trauma, the intersectionalities between homelessness and suicide um, and addiction, with this, with those intersectionalities and the things that you offer, how important is it for you to connect veterans to resources like that? And do you plan on pulling more of those things into your organization to help veterans that are homeless or have addictions and suicide? Yes. I would say real quick is that originally when I started this, it was just disseminating information, you know, not necessarily being the person to do it. But then I noticed people were reaching out to me like I, you know, receiving an email or a Facebook message three in the morning. I want to take my life. And it was overwhelming for me because I'm like, oh, my gosh, this person reached out to me. This is probably not going to be the last. And I'm just I just have a you know, kind of like a podcast series or community. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not a therapist. I What do I do? So what I did was I actually connected with Combined Arms, which is the Texas Veteran Network. And so whenever someone contacts me that have any serious issues of MST, suicide, homelessness, or addiction, I reach out to them. They have a large database and you don't have to be in Texas. They can uh, refer you out, but I connect them with them. Or if it's emergency suicide, I will definitely connect them with the the 1-800 number and get them connected and make sure that someone has their hands along the way. But in the meantime, if it's homelessness and things like that, I will refer them over to Combined Arms or uh, Texas um, Veteran Network and they will contact them. I want to say within 24 or 48 hours, they will contact them. Most of the time is a lot sooner. Right. They will connect them with other community connectors and they will get them the service that they need. And so that actually, you know, it takes it off of me, but put it in the right hands of those that are well equipped to take care of our veterans. Amazing. I love it. And, and I'm glad that like, You said that you have that on your website. So anyone who's listening, definitely, especially like even, you know, our website, we, we have those phone numbers and everything, but it's so nice to know that as a community that you can, you have multiple ways to get help. Like, yes, so many different ways. So I have all those resources on my website at any given time. They can go to shevetsit.com. But I recently partnered with Lakedra Keys. She is one of those speakers for sexual assault. And we are collaborating to find out ways how we can kind of incorporate that in to She Vets It. And before the military, I worked for an organization with women that have actually been assaulted. And, and I've had to actually be on call and go to the hospital with them, go to court with them, follow them all the way through the process. So I definitely, definitely would love to put a program together in some form in in the future in regards to that, or even help someone put in a program that would be very helpful. I always say I'm not necessarily a political or get into the 
different thing, policies and things like that around that mm-hmm. because that's not my area. So I always try to find experts. Whatever I do, I always find the experts that can fill in the gap in those areas that are not my area. I love it. I'm glad to hear you say that because again, it's just about the collaboration. Like if it's not me, there's somebody out there and connecting people, especially veterans, when there are so many options and to be able to have that option, to be able to connect them to um, someone. And it's, it's, it's such a professional thing to say that I don't have the answer right now, but I can find somebody who does. It's, yes. It's incredible. Definitely. Yes. Thank you. No problem. So speaking of counseling, how has counseling been and uh, support services played a role in your own healing journey? Oh my goodness. She vets it is my healing journey. <laughs> it's, and, and I say that to say, you know, after being in the military, experienced a traumatic brain injury, you know, PTSD, you know, joining the military at a later age and, you know, having my MBA and finding myself not being the same person, it was very depressing. And, you know, I found myself in a very dark place, but I always share with people, I watched this movie, The Shack, and I mentioned Uh The Shack so many times. I think The Shack should pay me for advertisement. (laughs) (laughs) I watched that movie and it just really broke some things up for me to really start being active in my healing part, mm-hmm. um, my, my healing. And so I was went to an eight-week program where it was other veterans talking about their traumatic journey. And, mm-hmm. and so I love the camaraderie. We cried every day and we got a chance to know each other. And I just felt that, okay, I'm about to get out the military And I don't think my civilian friends, I have the same connection. And I feel like I wouldn't be able to share with them without feeling judged. And so I knew getting out, I was going to need to be around people that I could relate to. So from that point, I created a meetup group. Yeah. And and I create the meetup group in, in, in the DMV area. And so from there... The day I received my D214, this actor contacted me to go to the Kennedy Center. And so from that point, I was like, hmm, God, you trying to tell me something? <laughs> so so from that point, I knew that I had a calling and a purpose after the military to serve women veterans. And I knew that community, community, going being part of a community was helpful. And also going to counseling is helpful because I have not broke counseling since I got off the military 2018. I go, I have counseling every week. (laughs) So throughout this journey, my counselor knows this whole journey if she vets it. She's like, okay, what's, what's new this week? (laughs) Right. So yeah. So that has been very helpful. And so, like I said, finding purpose in this journey and collaborating with my tribe. And someone said it so well, they said that we're like animals and we, we, you know, animals have wolves and all these different animals have packs. Right. And so when we were in the military, we had a pack. And so when you get out the military, you no longer have your pack. Mm -hmm. And so where do you go? Right. So, you know, you you can't quite go back to your civilian friends because your civilian friends don't quite understand you because you're a different person. Right. If you have a struggle, uh, you may not 
not feel comfortable sharing with that, depending on the level or the severity of your trauma. So you feel, so then at that point, when you don't have a community or tribe, you end up isolating. Right. And I isolated in my own home and I have a family, you know, I have a a large family and I isolated in my home because I still didn't feel understood coming back from, from combat. Right. So, but my, my, my community and finding women I can relate to and we're growing together and, and bringing different guest speakers and they're sharing different things to bring it, to lift us up and seeing women transit, transform from one point to the next. And you're seeing how people are growing in so many areas of their lives and you're watching them and then you're growing too. It's very fulfilling. That's amazing. I love it. And I have to say like, one, thank you for being obedient to your calling because without obedience, you know, we wouldn't have people that are driving the change that we need to see. So thank you for being obedient to what you've been called to do. I love that. When you said something about crying every day and being with those groups, I have yet to go away on a retreat with other veterans. I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely looking for more, especially now that we're I don't know what we're doing with this pandemic. I'm not going to get into it. I don't know if we're coming yeah. out of it, if we're just getting used to it or what. But mm-hmm. with everything going on now and us opening back up, I'm I'm looking forward to that community because I'm an extrovert introvert. I'm very much love my introvert ways, but at the same time, I love people sometimes. <laughs> so oh my I'm gosh, you're my twin. You're my twin. <laughs> I want to be around. I want to be around my community of my tribe. I don't know about all people, but I want, I definitely want to be around my people of my tribe. And I think that crying is cathartic and it's amazing and it's needed because I definitely yes. hold it in until I can't hold it in anymore. And then it becomes an ugly snot bubble cry. So oh. <laughs> but, but you know what I discovered on this journey, I had a guest speaker and she said, you know, create your toolkit, your your self-care toolkit. Mm-hmm. And one of it was me doing things or self-care. I take myself out to lunch now. I try to learn how to do things by myself. Yeah. I go to lunch and I I am and when you go to lunch by yourself, then sometimes it allows you to deal with those real things in life. Yeah. And so sometimes you may go to lunch and you want to cry. Yeah. And then you cry. (laughs) I've done movies by myself. I've done dinner by myself, you know, and again, some of my like civilian friends don't understand it. Even my family don't like, why would you go to dinner by yourself? I'm not going to explain that to you, but I I love it. And I love that you do that. Again, I'm really upset that I did not get to connect with you in person while I lived in in Texas, but we'll talk about that afterwards. Yes, yes. Um, yes. But I'm back to um, She Vets It. I've got it on my thing as SVI, like that's your, that's your new hashtag SVI. <laughs> yes, yes. So how can our listeners support you as she vets it? And what are some things that you have coming up that I want my listeners to know about before we head off? I'm so excited. I just was on the phone for three hours yesterday. I will be doing a self-care retreat next year. It'll be a self-care retreat, but we'll also incorporate us amateur golf. And so I'm looking forward to it. And it's most likely going to be in Texas since this is kind of where I'm, I'm at. But we're going to every year is going to be a different location, maybe Cancun, maybe, you know, it may be in the DMV. It may be different areas, but I'm looking forward to that. 
Also here in Texas, I have a veteran community social and that's going to be near Memorial Day. And that's where we'll have veteran organizations around the area come together, have a social hour. And I already have um, Strikes Entertainment. I also have Texas Credit Union that will be sponsoring and so many others. So we're still working that out. And then I have the t-shirts like I shared earlier. She vets it. That's going to be coming out June 12th. And also just stay um, subscribed to She Vets It so I can send out when we have things that are coming up. I'll be able to keep people posted on what is new and what's going on. And my thing is to influence in a positive way and and let veterans, especially women veterans, since we're the fastest rate of the suicide community of veterans, I just want them to hang in there and know that no matter what their trauma that they go through, that there's purpose. God still has a purpose for them and a call. And I, if, if my light, my story that they hear can influence them to keep going and to tap into that purpose that God's given them. I always say God had a plan for us in every single thing we went through, good, bad, and ugly, Mm -hmm. he will use for our calling. And so nothing gets unused. So I just say, hang in there. And I, again, I want to influence to connect people with those resources that will get them and lead them to their purpose. Amazing. I am so grateful that I got to spend this time with you. It's very well known on my on my podcast that time is a finite resource and it's something that I can't give back to you. So when people spend their time with me, I am extremely appreciative. So thank you for giving me your time, for spending your time with me. Thank you for allowing my audience to know about what you have going on to support you. Definitely go out and support her. And um, I think that's it. I I, I don't know what else to get. That, that's that's yes. it. That's the, the biggest thing coming out in, in April this month for Glass Soldier and she vets it. So thank you so much. Yes. Well, thank you so much for, for having me. And it was definitely an honor as well for you to even see me fit for your platform. So I'm just as honored and just as privileged. And as you say, I always say in my rooms too, is that time is something you can't get back. And so if you choose to spend it with me. I thank you so much. You know, I don't take it for granted. So with that, I would say if anyone wants to connect, um, shevetsit.com or Instagram, shevetsit. Um, I would love to connect with your audience more. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. All right, everybody, you know, my moniker, do good, be good.